Welcome to another week's edition of Good Band, Bad Band, where we talk about two artists, bands, groups, whose names sound similar, but the music is very different. This week we're talking about Every Time I Die, Antwerp. I'm Jared. Caleb. And this is Tyler. Tyler I'm, is not here in person, but he's here in heart. As always. Even uh, when he is here, Tyler is here in heart. Oh, yes. But we are happy to have Tyler here again. Yes. Thank yeah. goodness. Missed, missed last week. It's a bummer. But I am excited for this week. Yes. I've been looking forward to this one for a minute. Uh-huh. So I think that... Yeah. yeah I, is oh, it die or D? It's a D ant word. That's what I thought. Is it D ant word? Yeah. Yeah, that's what oh. I've always heard. D ant word. So every time I D ant word is the episode, or every time I die ant word is the episode? I don't know. I guess. Oh it's no. D. <laughs> oh no. We've really thrown things off now. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. So I have been a fan of Every Time I Die for a very, very, very long time. They were one of the first, like, um, I, I don't even know, like, they're kind of just metal adjacent. They're not really like metalcore. They're not really um, hardcore punk. They're not really. I, I don't. That, Southern rock. That's they're a another bit, genre that's on the thing that you're reading off. Uh, reading off. You literally just named all the genres on their Wikipedia page. But not I'm not knowing. even looking at it. I know. I know. I just know what you they memorized it. Yeah, I memorized. It. I sat down. And I actually read every detail of the Wikipedia page and I committed it to memory. Um, but yeah, the Southern influence is maybe something that makes them stand out and makes it a little bit different. It kind of reminds me of Maylene and the Sons of Disaster. Yes. So they're from Buffalo, New York, mm-hmm. where, uh, Caleb and I have family that reside there and I don't think they know them, but, uh, I have to assume it's, that. it's a no. connection. How'd um, they get so Southern? I don't know. I think they, 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 they just were... listen to a lot of Southern and like rock and roll music themselves. So it sounds like they're carpetbaggers. Whoa. Yeah. No response other than whoa. Okay. Oh my. I don't know how to I don't know how to, to fight against that one right there. <laughs> my heart hurts a little bit. Um they were anyway. signed to uh Ferret Records originally, which is a defunct record label that had some punk stuff, and uh Maylene and Sons of yep. Disaster were on there. Mm-hmm. Among you know other who bands. Founded? Yeah, who founded Ferret Music? Who? Carl Severson. Oh. Hey. Ah. Some family ties, you say. Ah. I'm going to have to give him a shout. Be like, what'd you do that to those boys for? You totally defuncted yourself, so they had to find someone else. That's true. Next thing you know, they're sitting over there with, with Tommy Boy. But now it's things. not such a bad thing. It was, it was New Junk Aesthetic, their first album off of Ferret, correct? I'm sure. <laughs> You're sure? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that that's right. I'm pretty sure, sure it was New Junk Aesthetic. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. The next one they were assigned to was uh, Epitaph, Epitaph, yeah, who is yeah. led by the guy from uh, Bad Religion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and they have, what is this there? They're, they're oh, Tom. Brett Gurwitz is the guy from Bad Religion. Sorry. They, uh, they have, like, what, seven albums, I think? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, they've had, I mean, they've been pretty consistent for a, a long time now, which is surprising because a lot of acts in that kind of style, have not lasted as long as they have. And I feel as though they actually have maintained a decent amount of relevance because I was surprised to find that they have charted on the Billboard charts before. Well, most bands do at some point. 
It's if you're pose. like, if you stick around long enough, you can chart because little like that. It's the Billboard Top 200 is what the the album thing is. Yeah, but I think they got to like 25. I think Low Teens got to 25 if I remember correctly. If only really the last the last album 23. Yeah. 23. If only it would have gotten to in between 11 and 14. Because hmm. that's low teens. Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, US, US Vinyl. Register. It got to number, number one for US Vinyl albums. Whoa. That's pretty also, crazy. According oh to the Billboard. Just a weird category. I don't even know what that's necessarily. It first. only it only takes into account the vinyl sales. Like, well, instead of the streams and the that's CDs. That's kind of an interesting group. To think that they would, you know, sell records. Yeah. Well, they have a yeah. pretty big following. Uh, Caleb has seen them at Warp Tour. Among where else have you seen them? Uh, I think I've seen them at Warp Tour, and then we also saw them when we were at Rock on the Range. Oh, did we? Mm-hmm. How about that. Is that where he? Um, the, I think at least the guitar. I know that Norma. No, maybe not. I know that Norma Jean was there, but I can't remember if every time I die was. I don't remember. I remember I've seen them before because the guitarist Jordan Buckley, the brother of Keith, mm-hmm. uh, will crowd surf through the crowd. And when I saw them, he said, take me all the way to the end. And so he literally, from the front of the stage, crowd surfed all the way to the end of the crowd. And uh, and it was a sizable crowd. Another thing that he does is drink so much that he pukes on stage. That's what he does. Nice. Jordan is he the Buckley. big dude? No, that's Andy Williams, who's currently wrestling for AEW that wrestling. He is. No way. And the yeah. Butcher I'm, and the Blade I'm, I'm, I'm tag getting team. Sold. Yeah. You're all starting to sell me a little bit. Here. He is a big old boy with he a big is. burly he beard. Is big. He's huge. And the other I've thing sh- I've shook that man's hand. Oh, that's good. The other thing that's interesting is he is in his, you know, late to early like late thirties to early forties. And he just like I mean, he's been, I think, wrestling part-time independently for a little while. Mm -hmm. But to be able to be signed to a relatively major company and be featured prominently um, is very interesting. He's actually a pretty decent wrestler. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's one of the few, like, coming from another thing to go wrestle and be competent. Uh, It's pretty impressive. Hmm. So He's a nice dude, though. Do you want to tell the story of the... Love to. Uh, yeah. Love to. Okay. I've been waiting. This is one of my favorite things. Uh, so, yeah, I've seen Every Time I Die at Warp Tour. They are kind of a... Well, were a Warp Tour still warped. They were there a lot, um, which you know kind of makes sense that they would you know stick with Warp Tour, but their sound really is kind of different from the expected Warp Tour sound to a certain degree. To a certain degree. Um but they have stuck with them for they stuck with them up till the very end. They were even on the very last warp tour. Um, and so I saw them and I could not tell you what year it was, but uh, it was probably my most memorable um, perhaps concert moment ever, just in, in in any concert at all. So I was in you know the pit man where people were, oh, you're in the pit. I was in the pit, dude. I was shoving, right. shoving and throwing elbows and all that fun stuff. Which you know, yeah. I've been I've been known to be a part of those those chaotic moments. And there was this yeah. guy who was in the pit, and he was kind of being the jerk of the pit. He was kind of like swinging punches yeah. and being being mean to people and not exactly. Welcome, hmm. Welcome to the pit. Welcome to the pit. There's always one dude. Always one dude's got to do it. Yep. There's always one guy who's ruining it, and unfortunately, someone uh ruined him in return. 
So he yep. was running around mm-hmm. being a jerk like he was, and somebody stuck a foot out, and uh, he tripped, and he went face first into concrete, and oh I watched blood just splat on the floor, and it was disturbing. Like I like they had to like stop and like get him aside. He was clearly concussed. Like he was so so absolutely out of it. Um, and it was a gnarly, gnarly thing to see at a concert. And I will never forget that moment. Hmm. That's the whole story, really. That's the story. Wow. He got what was coming. I don't, I, I, yeah, I mean, when you're in an area where people could hurt you and you're actively being asked to be hurt, unfortunately, bad things can happen. You gotta get hurt. So... Uh, Tyler, did you did you listen to all the songs? For I listened to the songs every time I die. What did you think of Old Light? It's the last song on the list from the album From Parts Unknown. Uh, their is that their that's sixth their sixth album mm-hmm. release. It features somebody on the track. Doesn't know. Old Brian Fallon from the Gaslight Anthem. Well, how am I supposed to know that? Did you notice? Did you not hear his, his sultry voice? Listen, you know I would not know that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know that it's worth bringing up to me. Yeah, because you hate the band. For my for my clear distaste, I would say. I wouldn't say I hate them. Um, you know, someone showed me, a. Uh, they were playing a song that was in the other day, and I didn't know it was in. I was like, this isn't too bad. And I learned who it was, and I go, yeah, I should rethink. Yeah, you should. We'll pick them for something. No, no, we'll I mean, rethink the opinion of the song not being too oh, bad. Oh, dang it. Yeah. Uh, I that's probably by no means their most popular uh, feature on any of their songs. Though. I had something else to say about that damn song. Oh, then go ahead, please. According to the research I did, uh, he Keith Buckley when he wrote it was like sitting in a bar and the Gaslight Anthem was playing or something like that, and so he was like, "I'm going to write a song specifically to have a feature." From Brian Fallon. There you go. And then he did, and somehow was able to convince him to write, like to to sing on that part. Like, yeah, the several things had to happen for any of that to even, you know, like come down. But because mm-hmm. they're not a Warped Tour band, no, they're Heartland Rock, or you know what I mean. And very so it's different. Like, it's surprising. Another feature from the song that we played is Brendan Urie, mm-hmm. uh, which it makes sense for the genre, but he was kind of past that. Um, at the time that that song came out, yeah, because that was what like, th- well, thirteen ish. I think it was seventeen actually. Because Seven, no, no yeah, low for, teens was seven, sixteen, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, yeah. that's a little bit past the time of panic being um, relevant for that kind of debauchery. Yeah, metalcore stuff. Still though, well, I don't think it's their most common or their most known feature. All right, go ahead. Does anybody uh, does anybody know? Uh, maybe a very prominent feature that's on Gutter Phenomenon, their uh, third album. Just tell us. You I would love to. It is a record roundtable alum. Mm-hmm. I shall play it for you now. What do you think about that? Whoa. What was it? <laughs> Did you know who it was? 
It sounds like a it, well. You told me I listen. You know what it sounded like to me is "Death from Above" nineteen seventy nine. Oh, that's fun. Oh, well, J- Jared, do you know what it's it is? Gerard Way Indeed. from My Chemical Romance. Indeed. Oh boy! Yeah. Listen, listen, you guys. You know, you're 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 trying to play me. You're trying to reel me into this game mm. of saying. Does what do you think about that? The thing that sounds the thing that I would have no clue of what it is because these are people that I don't like. You've listened to their entire discography. You've done a podcast yeah, but, on them. That's true. I did. I remember it. I held back as much as I could. Uh huh. <laughs> Much more than and I did on other. Spouted all of your hate for Fallout Boy. <laughs> yes, I did. I, sh- I saved it right up. Right Which, up for that. speaking of Fallout Boy, on the Fallout Boy episode, you did mention that there is a relationship between Every Time I Die and Fallout Boy, yes, of course. True. And, and Anthrax. I know this. And a- Anthrax, yes. Uh, the, the Damned Things. The Damned Things, a, a super group. Um, I really liked them. I liked their um, debut album that came out in, like, what, 2010? Something like that. Uh, that's a very good album. Then they had another album came out last year that was okay. It had some pretty good songs on it. Um. But yeah, it's interesting. I found a few features of Keith Buckley, the lead singer of Every Time I Die, mm-hmm. uh, that I put in the playlist. Uh, he did a song with uh, the band Stray From The Path. The song is called Strange Fiction. He did a song with Say Anything on their album Hebrews. The song is My Greatest Fear is Splendid. That's a pretty decent feature. Mm-hmm. He did a song with Knocked Loose, a band that I like that's the same kind of genre from Kentucky mm-hmm. called Forget Your Name. Pretty good song. But I, I think the thing I want you to play is uh, not a feature of him, but a cover they did mm-hmm. of Guns N' Roses. Oh, you want the Guns N' Roses one? What? All right, all right, all right. I prefer personally their cover of Tourette's mm-hmm. by Nirvana. Nirvana. You know what's funny about that is uh, I listened to that EP. It was on an EP from like 2015 ish. 15. And I was like, this sounds like Nirvana. And this was before I had listened to their entire discography last year. Mm-hmm. And so I did not know Tourette's from Nirvana, but I said, man, this really sounds like Nirvana. Then when I looked it up, sure enough, I was right. Sure it enough. does sound like Nirvana because it is. You want to play that? Sure. Please. Moderate rock. It's a great cover. Yes. Very, very good cover, in my opinion. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good cover. One time, uh, Mr. Keith Buckley uh, joined up with Dillard Raymer and members of Fall Out Boy, Jared, mm-hmm. to play a cover version of Pantera's Walk. I saw that. Ooh, that is exciting yeah. stuff. That's yeah, a good that's song. Interesting. I love the Avenged Sevenfold cover of Walk. It is like, if you don't like them, which, I mean, I don't know. I think they're pretty good. Uh, but that like they're li- like 
it's up there with the uh, kill switch engage holy diver cover. Mm, that's a that's we a should do a whole sell. podcast of our favorite uh, metal like, covers. Oh my metal that covers would be so yeah. much fun. Yeah. That would be yeah, like be that'd be a great bonus episode for our Patreon. Check out patreoncom roundtable. <laughs> Well we done. will make that episode if you ask for it. Please ask us for it so we can but do please it. Please pay us do first. Um, yeah, yeah. I uh, I think that one thing that I particularly like about every time I die is Keith Buckley's vocals. Yes. And I think what's cool about his vocals is a lot of people uh, will you know uh, decry when they listen to metal. I don't understand what he's saying, but like he has a really good clarity to his screaming that yes. like it's very very easy to understand what he's saying Mm -hmm. and their lyrics are actually pretty good from my perspective and so like that you can kind of hear what is being said but it still maintains the same level of aggression i feel like that makes like their music he's a a pretty good singer as well Mm -hmm. so he can do the sing scream and like there's a like he doesn't have to have uh the um uh, falsetto guy in the background like uh, mm-hmm. Atreyu for instance where he has the drummer be the sing uh, uh, beautiful sounds kind of thing he can do both the singing and the screaming mm-hmm. uh, Tyler what is your have you have you listened to um, Every Time I Die previously very much before this week uh, do you have what's your um, connection to them no not really I'm not uh, super familiar with them I just I've seen them uh, the name due to really due to warp tory type stuff you know mm-hmm. i had i never went to warp tour myself i had buddies that went to warp tour so um you know they saw them mm-hmm. and i knew of them but i didn't really listen to them that much mm-hmm. that would have been Go, sorry that would have been a time in my life where um i just had other things i was listening to and i wasn't really into like screaming all that mm-hmm. much at that time that's fair yeah i uh i know that jared uh, you have always been a big fan of these uh, song mashups, mm. and I want to use this song mashup that I have known for a long time as a segue into another conversation that I wanted to talk about. Fun. Um, this is from the Legion of Doom, who were making song mashups before song mashups were a YouTube sensation. Mm. Uh, and this is Ebola in Memphis, which is a, mi- a mix-up of uh, Ebola-rama from Every Time I Die in Memphis... Um, will be laid, laid to, to waste, waste by Norma Jean, and there's a fun little addition in the middle that I want to get to. Cool. Yeah! You slipping, dude? You tripping, dude? Remember you still living in a corporate chicken coop with a hundred other chickens yelling, "Get that loot!" Making a hundred other chickens trying to spit what's cute, but KLS spits the proof. So that's a mixture of uh, Norma Jean, Every Time I Die, and KRS-One's song, Still Slippin'. That's pretty good right there. Uh, it was my introduction to KRS-One, and I always thought it was really cool. Huh. Huh. Um, so I used that as a transition uh, to bring up a conversation. So Every Time I Die has been pretty collaborative with a lot of the underground kind of hardcore scene of like Norma Jean, Chariot, uh, a lot of the kind of groups in that realm. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if you guys did any research and found your way into a uh, beef that is going on between uh, Norma Jean and Every Time I Die. I have, I do know about this. Uh, The lead singer, uh, he, didn't he say like uh, negative things against Black Lives Matter? Mm -hmm. And then, 
every time I die, said you will never be uh, at the same show as me yeah. again. Basically, That's basically said, exactly it. Like, if you will not be on the same, like, not just like tour, but if we do a festival, you will not be there. Yeah, basically, uh, because of his comments about it. So that's. I am aware of this beef. That it, is a reality that has happened. It, it was a. It's just odd. Like to see them take such a hard stance on something like that with a group that, like, they obviously have been like had a relationship with for probably two decades. Yeah. Well, I think that just kind of speaks to uh, sometimes you don't know. Like, you can have a relationship with people for a long time and not know, like they that they have um, completely differing opinions on like social justice issues Mm -hmm. and if they are so far away from your own belief system you can uh, cut them out yeah that goes for anybody uh like in real life darn right (laughs) you do not have to be like friends with people even like somebody can still be your family but you don't have to see them that's right (laughs) (laughs) amen to that i love that That, that that's the message that we back up i'm glad we've really given people the just in case you don't like that guy, it's fine. That's good. You don't have it's an okay. obligation to have relationships with people. Especially your family. True. Not people tell people, you, oh, they're blood. Don't listen so, to them. Sometimes people make questionable choices and allow people in their, in, in their homes to make questionable choices and then try to make it seem like other people's fault. Shame. Shame. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, you never do. Uh, <laughs> our first, uh, as far as I know, my first connection to every time i die was the music video for Weirwolf. that sounds right that is a great music video their music video for decaying with the boys is a great music video they have really good music videos they have really good features from people mm-hmm. uh daryl palumbo from Glassjaw, uh greg pusciano from uh, dillinger escape plan like mm-hmm. if you look at their albums yeah, that's a good they, one they have a lot of like really like really interesting like, oh, you wouldn't think that this kind of person would be on it. And then some people are like, okay, I would expect this. Oh, God damn it. Listen to some new black over there. Uh, I guess I could have just been a drink. <laughs> it could have been. Um, I do have one boo, 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 boo. Okay. Uh, to play. It is the song um, The Sweet Life. It's not about Zach and Cody. It's from the album New Junk Aesthetic. Well, 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 what does that sound like? Does it maybe sound like Matthew Wilder's song? Break my stride. What does that mean? And you said, nothing gonna break my stride. Nobody gonna slow me down. Oh no, I got to keep on moving. Nothing gonna break my stride. That's pretty good. I heard that because uh, I don't know why I played that song. I think somebody must have been featured on it because on my drive back uh, from uh, visiting family today, I was looking at. Uh, various features from um, Every Time I Die albums, and I was like listening to songs to see, like, oh, here's a pretty good, here's pretty good, whatever. And and I heard that, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna bring that up. That's pretty good. It's fair. So I uh, I believe this week I revisited 
four of their albums. I've listened to basic. I think I've listened to all of their albums at some point in my lifetime, mm-hmm. um, just because I've followed them for so long. But I wanted to re- revisit a lot of them, so I've revisited mostly like the the two thousands era from like um, Hot Damn until New Junk Aesthetic. I think is where I stopped, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Well, I guess it's time to transition to uh, D Antward. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, that's buff. Kelani, do that thing. Kill, kill, kill. You got it. That's it. So they are a uh, new, or not New Zealand, sorry. South African. South, South African, African hip-hop duo mm-hmm. from I Cape Town. If you want to call it hip-hop. Alternative hip-hop and electronic dance. Mm-hmm. sure they are uh yeah. they are real crazy and weird they oh also, sure they are they also have super weird music videos too they do they do have weird music videos you hate them i hope you're i hope you're ready for this yeah i didn't say i hate them i was asking you no i don't hate them i just don't like them and i think they're pretentious and i think that it's the music that people who think they're weird want to say they like when they don't want to admit they just like dance music they, I know people who like them, and that that's the people who like them. They very much think that they are very cool. They, I think yes. that there was, they made some sort of comment at one point where they were like, "Yeah, like that." Their label wanted them to tone things down, and they're like, "Yeah, people, you know, they want you to make boring music, but we're not boring. We make the music we want to make." And it's like, oh, yeah, I bet you do. Get with off all those recycled, course. with all those recycled beats and dance grooves. Whoa, bud. You keep making that music you like to make that's uh, just the stuff that's already been there. I need to quiet that. I uh, I will hold off, but I may have gone down a long rabbit hole yesterday, and I officially do not like them at all. Oh, no. Because yeah. of some accusations, Come, maybe, yeah. that you saw? Yeah. Oh, and it wasn't just accusations. You can, you can find YouTube videos, and you can clarify some pretty clear details. Well, yeah, that's probably true. But let's talk about the music. Yes. I have never been super enthusiastic about DeAntward's music. Um, I could see where people would find some appeal from something like I Think You Freaky just because it's so uh, oddball and, you know, still kind of danceable, I guess. Like, you know, it's easy to listen to, but also you feel like you're listening to something different from the norm, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you're you're not really though. But you can tell yourself that. Yeah, that's I know. Thank you. That's the point. That's true. That's the point to be made. I think my first um uh, like interest in them came from their 2012 album Tension. Mm-hmm. That's where I think you freaky comes from, which is um a, a pretty um high paced. Is that the word I want? To, like it, it, sure. it has a lot of oomph to it. And then uh, Fatty Boom Boom. Um, and then Baby's mm-hmm. on Fire, which I like as well. Mm-hmm. Like it has a few good songs. That was from 2012, like I said. Mm-hmm. And then I really didn't do too much, like listen to them too much after that. They had an album, 2016, Mount Ninja mm-hmm. and the Nice Time Kid. Uh, 2014 where... was Donker Mag. Yeah, I, I right. didn't really listen to that one. I watched the video recently for Pitbull Terrier and it gave me anxiety. Yeah, all of their videos are yeah. very weird. They're unpleasant. 
Yeah. They are. That's probably the closest to real weirdness that they get. Yeah. Uh, other than like they try to, they have attempted to like create this persona about themselves, like each person. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's supposed to be kind of weird, but I, I don't know. It, I mean, I my first experience with them was probably Babies on Fire. I I don't know where I heard it, mm-hmm. but I heard it somewhere. Then at one point I had lived with a person who liked them, who had like come on to them during the time period we were living together. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, oh, this group, you know, and whatever. And I'm like, yeah, this is like not good, though, because it's just, uh, you know, I see that they want to be weird. And I understand why you like them, because she was kind of a, she kind of didn't want to like the mainstream you know, mm-hmm. so someone who actively doesn't want to like the mainstream, this is like a good place to go because, yeah. of, like I said, you can still like it's still dance music, and it's still like honestly really accessible dance music. Yeah, to be honest with you. So even and especially because the way she sings in particular is in a way where you can just like ignore the words mm-hmm. and just think of it as like a kind of an odd high pitch thing, and it just kind of blends into the rest of the music. So it doesn't even mm-hmm. have to be like. You know, uh, so it like makes sense that people are drawn to them and that people want to try to make like differentiate as some kind of weird thing. But I, I like I really just don't buy it. Yeah, I just don't buy it. And I don't buy like, for instance, here on Spotify, like fans also like the number one next artist is M.I.A. And I'm like, uh, what? Mm. excuse me. Yeah, no. Yeah, I don't know right. Like, yeah. So, I mean, I could see where like if somebody liked the alternative dance type of style maybe you would like those things but i'm gonna go ahead and say right now that those two people make very 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 different music yeah in a lot of different ways only one of them has a video that has a musket so true how could we ever forget you never let us did you that's true have you uh tyler have you ever seen the movie chappy i don't think so okay so they are in that movie uh, it is about like a robot. I've never seen it. I thought about watching it for this week, but I don't own it, so it'd be hard to get. Uh, Hugh Jackman is in it, uh, Sigourney Weaver, but also Ninja and Yolandi Visor, which are the two people from mm-hmm. Zeph Rap Rave Group. That's how they put it on Wikipedia, The Antwoord. They play metafictional versions of themselves in this movie about this mm-hmm. robot that they like find in this dystopian future and it's just kind of weird i saw the trailer and i was like oh diane word or in it the end word however you want to say it mm-hmm. Ze- i never the, watched it the zeph thing is i guess a like a counterculture art style that's in the south african realm and mm-hmm. that's kind of where a lot of their um a lot of their influences come from but now they're kind of like the face of the zeph culture movement mm-hmm. like if you look it up then it's kind of like just immediately them so fun facts about their culture in the uh, music video for fatty boom boom here we go she uh wore blackface mm-hmm. which uh got some some bad things yep they've also used the n-word before that those are the mm-hmm. ones yep, that's where i some bad slurs they use some other slurs against some people at this concert a guy mm-hmm. named andy butler from uh hercules and love affair they called him some very mean names yeah, that's uh that's all the stuff that 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 was the train I went down last night. Yeah. There's a whole there's a whole minute and a half uh, long YouTube video of them just saying the N word over and over and over again. Well, minute and a half. Good. 
Well, the unfortunate thing about that is is uh, that there's some very inherent racism on their end in a area in which that is a big issue because they're in South Africa. Yes, and so right. they have the you know the ability to be white mm-hmm. in South Africa, and they clearly are still very racist people. You know, yeah, I and think that's obviously very. There's bad. a misconception that people uh, everywhere in like if you have the word Africa in the name or you're in that region that you are, everybody there is black. Mm -hmm. That's not the reality. Like for instance, uh, Oscar Pistorius, the, uh, they call him the blade runner, the guy that uh, has no legs that ran in the Olympics. Mm -hmm. He's also from there. And they're like, Oh, how are you? How are you white? But you're from South Africa. It's like, do you just not understand? Right. I don't understand how people don't know that because it's, it's uh, from what my experience, it's fairly common knowing that there's a large, a very large and uh, white population in South Africa, mm-hmm. in the country of South Africa. I don't, I'm, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Let me tell you what though. These guys, these Dantwer people, they suck. They suck bunches in both the musical realm and the personal realm. It, they're actually worse people personally than they are offensive musically. I agree. Honestly. I would agree with that completely. Like I, I can get past like their musical, like, uh, you know, what they do musically and I don't find like the fact that they have kind of an odd persona to them like grading to me but them as people is very unfortunate you would think that people who are kind of odd and counterculture would be maybe a little bit more open-minded but that is absolutely not the case in this instance and in fact I think that it is almost to their detriment um to speak more about the instance where he's they're calling that one guy some bad names uh he is a homosexual and he they you can there's a video of ninja actually chasing him down at a concert and spitting in his face and then them just calling him the f-word over and over again um and uh, during that situation i guess uh what was her name again the female vocalist for the group i can never pronounce her name correctly so i just want to make sure that since you've got it in front of you yolandi 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 she claimed that he had uh groped her and that was where their uh their altercation came from so she claimed that that andy butler had groped her yes of course well yeah that's definitely what it was i agree seems logical so yeah that the whole that whole thing is pretty uh awful and then of course as you may have looked into ninja has also been accused of some sexual assault uh, things yeah. where he may have um as one does as one does things. that he may have um actually like trafficked a woman back to africa mm. is it's a it's a mess oh man and she uh, she of yeah, course get, yolanda of course i miss i miss us doing a music podcast i know that's what i was gonna say like i was <laughs> like man because I, I know that we keep kind of like digging into people's like you know uh, bad circumstances yeah. behind well, them this but it's like this is not this one isn't really hard to dig into. I know. That's why it's I was like, it's just kind of right there into. in front of you. And it's like, man, I really thought we could get away with a week with not having it. And then I looked, no, I looked into them and I was like, oh man, not again. Well, it's weird. Like, it's also kind of weird because so in 2016 uh, on that album, Mountain Ninja and a nice time kid, uh, Jack Black is on there on the mm-hmm. song rats rule. Mm-hmm. Um, Dita Von Teese is on the song Gucci Coochie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then Gucci, they have a song. Gucci. They have a song called Jonah Hill. That's fun. They do have a song called Jonah Hill. We should play that song. We yeah. haven't played a song on sure. that. Jonah Hill. Here's Jonah Hill. Turn me up. Yo, Yo, I step up in the club block. Who the fuck that? Yeah, bitch, this is about the king and drop that. Pants second, yo, you can see my butt crack. Second solo, you can see my nuts out. 
You were over that so fast. Dang it. Yeah, because it's horrible. That was sad. Uh, you know what that song sounds like? That sounds like uh, the awkward attempting to do a really bad MC Chris impersonation. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I would like to play a video that I found last night. Uh, it's 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 a little bit more visual than I'd like it to be, but I still think it's pretty funny to listen to. Uh, Tyler, I would like you to, of course, watch it as well uh, from your location. It is a yeah. uh, it is a skit from the Kroll Show. Nick Kroll, a man that I am a big fan of. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the skit is called uh, "Show Us Your Songs," which is it's you know like an American Idol style thing. And they have a Devra's controversial performance, and Christian Shaw plays Yolandi in in the uh, the video. It's 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 actually quite funny. So I'm going to play a little bit of their uh, pretend performance here. Yeah. You know, I hate your act. I hate it so much that uh, I want to throw up. And with this shock stuff with the Nelson Mandela thing, don't put the modern day Gandhi in your song in a disrespectful way, okay? That's what you don't want to do. This is their style. This is how we do it in South Africa. And if you don't like it, we don't need you around. I just think that uh, Madiba is worthy of our respect and uh, shouldn't be upon by just hooligans. Well, maybe they're deserving of your I like that skit quite a bit when I watched it. <laughs> just seeing Christian <laughs> yeah. Shaw playing her was good enough for me. Yeah, it is pretty good. Uh, oh, also, you you mentioned the fatty fatty boom boom video. Yes. Do you see all the uh, the beef that they have with Lady Gaga based on that? No. So uh, in the video, uh, they have some a man dressed as a woman playing Lady Gaga. Uh-huh. She is she's brought to South Africa, uh-huh. and then killed by a lion. Yes. Nice. And the reason for that beef, <laughs> which is perhaps one of the strangest reasons ever that I've ever heard for a beef, yes. is because Lady Gaga invited them onto a concert tour with her. Oh. After or like before? Obviously. Before. She invited, she invited them. She invited them and they got mad. They, they that, got invited? That they got invited and then therefore created a beef with her. And she's like, sorry for liking you guys, I guess. Does, My bad. She Does she do stuff with PETA, Lady Gaga? Or Remember she wore that meat? dress that one time she did wear that meat dress maybe that's why she got eaten by a lion maybe i don't know she should not like them though anyway they don't really stand for things that she stands for no i don't think they really stand for anything i don't know they definitely stand for some stuff just not good stuff not good stuff mostly like sexual abuse racism and homophobia Mm. those sound about right yeah uh we i guess i'll have you play another song (laughs) Just wanted. Hey, I I brought in the Kroll Show thing. I wasn't here to just make we, fun of him. We play from Mount Ninja and the Nice Time Kid. We'll get one more try here. Uh, Wings on my penis. <laughs> I hate this song. This so one's much. pretty weird. It's pretty weird. Yeah, let's do it though. Dear God, when I wake up, please can I have wings on my penis? Amen. Fuck this shit. I prayed to God, but if 
got this kid. Woke up and I was like, I can't believe it. Still ain't got no wings. I'm a penis. Penises are awesome. Penises are cool. What a dumb song. It's that was Lil, Tom, Lil Tommy Terror. Is that what that is? Yeah. Oh, my God. The following so track is uh, You Like Boobies by the same artist. Yeah, you yep. Like you, and you Like Boobies. What a guy. What a guy. Oh, my. What Terrible. a guy. I guess on their most recent album from this year, House of Zeph, they brought in a lot of um, uh, smaller South African artists to be featured on mm-hmm. the album. So... That is a positive. I did listen to that album, and I did, uh, when we did whatever month it came out, mm-hmm. I talked about it on that episode, um, of the bonus episode that we do on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Or, no, no, I we guess do, we, we do, do it on we this. Do we do it on here. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, but I I did say I liked that album. But And uh, that's okay. Yes. You're allowed to like their album. I, I It's one of those things where like I read about that stuff before, and it was like, well, that's not good. But then you kind of like move on in life. And then now it's like back in the conversations, like yeah, it's still not good. Yeah, but I'll probably just like move on again because it doesn't involve me. Sure. In any way, like you know, I don't want to support somebody that does bad things, but um, I don't know. Like it doesn't. I have nothing to do with it. I think it's more for me that I didn't care about them to begin with. Yeah. So like, yeah. it's a little easier for me to be like, no, I don't care. They're, I think they're bad. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. I, it's kind of they were kind of uh, uh what's the dude oh shoot he just he has the weird hair youtube guy oh god weird, glasses weird hair um oh, glasses yeah, yeah. guy on youtube hold on hold on i'll find the album you're not helping dude yeah, an album come out this he does the thing like this <laughs> <He's> <laughs> like what turn, thank you for that turn visual. your turn your laptop that way so yeah, i can yeah, see what yeah, he yeah go ahead and do that one more time he does this where is this did you get that <laughs> I got it. That's a quite what a hint. I went down. That's the one he, he does. I don't know. Dang it. What's this guy? Oliver Tree. Oh, Oliver Tree. Oh, Oliver Tree. Yeah. Yeah. I would have never got that. Yeah, <laughs> but it makes sense now. Yeah. I'm glad you brought the, I'm glad you brought him up though, Jared, because they do they uh, they do rem- or he, I guess, reminds me of them. Yeah. yeah. That whole but like, I like But I like him a lot more. I honestly yeah. think his music's better. It's just like weird, interesting, like visual art mm-hmm. um, that uses the internet and culture and things like that. And it's like, do you know, you don't know if this person is legitimate or not. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, Diantward, Diantward, whatever. Like, they are playing these bo- bizarre characters mm-hmm. and like how much of it is performance art and how much of it is their own personality. And you just like, who knows? They are South African. So that part is true. But, you know, like, they do super weird stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This stinks. I know. I do. I do know. They're not good. Yeah, well, okay. Will you play uh, I Think You Freaky? Yeah, I think think you freaky. I think you freaky. Go to one minute and 45 seconds. That's the good part. You got it. And then we'll just say done forever. I 
think that's one of the few uh, moments where I kind of like his vocal performance because yeah. usually I find it kind of annoying. Yeah. I um, go back to that verse and that little bit in that song when I'm like, you know, I, that's like the best. You need to pick up. No, not that. Like, that's the best thing probably they've ever made. That little, that, that little yeah. bit. Yeah. I think uh, when we did a fireworks show uh, several years ago and I had you make a playlist of songs, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you incorporated that bit in the fireworks show. I wouldn't be surprised. That's pretty fun right there. I mentioned earlier um, the song Pitbull Terrier because that video is so weird. I That is one of the, the songs in which I find... Uh, both of their vocals to just be like, what are you doing? I don't, I don't understand what you're trying to do here. I'm going to play uh, just the kind of the chorus E part, I guess. Mm-hmm. Black cats, white cats, all myself cats. Look out, big dog in the place to pee. Nothing to it. That's bad. Yeah, it's and the yeah. video. He's like, he's like, he's, I mean, he's in like full pit yeah. bull, oh, yeah, like weird. animated ish almost yeah. garb. It's it's just it's unnerving. He's they, attacking people. The best thing about them is their uh, visual like art that they do, mm-hmm. and then that's like that's the best. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say anymore, but that's like they they get a lot of YouTube views. People are interested in it. There are other like uh, groups kind of like them that they inspired, but um, I don't know. I think I don't know if I don't know if all that is worth the trouble they bring. Yeah, no. I'd thought either. about a few years ago. I thought about seeing them like uh, at a, like a smaller club show kind of thing, but I never did. I don't know. I just didn't care enough about the music. I was just going to be like to see them. It's like yeah. seeing Blue Man Group or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, was I, just, don't I don't even know what it would be like to like hear them live. I can't imagine that it would be fun to listen to the music, but I'm sure that like visually yeah. it would be pretty interesting. So, yeah. All right. Ready we, to sound off? Are we ready to vote? I think so. I think, uh, I think we could go ahead and actually just clarify real quickly. I think everybody's picking every time I die. Yeah, I'm picking every time I yep. die. Yeah. Same here. Yeah, I figured that we could Same. we didn't have to go through the whole spiel. We made it pretty clear yeah. where we stood on this episode. Like when I was driving listening to Every Time I Die, I as I was listening to like song by song by song by song enjoying like all of them basically. I'm mm-hmm. like at the beginning of the week I was like, "Oh, it's kind of a toss up because I like both bands about equally." Sure. But listening to the music and now with the story. Oh boy, the story. I mean, I liked Every Time I Die. I've liked them for a very long time already. So I kind of knew from the get-go that I was going to pick them. You know, the yes. the research that I did was just supplemental at that point. But I definitely like, you know, Every Time I Die is a band that I have enjoyed long enough that it would be hard for most bands to compete against them to mm-hmm. begin with. Fair. So, yes. All right. Well, we voted. And then Patreon, of course, had their vote. They felt differently. They vi- voted for D. Antwoord on this occasion. And that is okay. Thank you for your your voice as always. We yes. appreciate that you, you know, let us know how you feel. I could imagine this is one of those instances where maybe people just don't know every time I die. Probably. Maybe look into them. That's what we're here to do is to introduce you to new music sometimes. Yes. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of Good Band Bad Band. Next week we're talking about Kodak Black Flag. Follow us on our uh, social media stuff, Facebook uh patreon check that out our website has some things caleb maybe has reviewed some every time i die uh 
uh, albums, perhaps, at some point in his life. Check that out if you can find it. Uh, and then, uh, you know, try and find us somewhere. Physically. I think you freaky, and I like you listeners a lot. I do you try to physically I said I dare them to try to physically find me.